G'day guys and girls and welcome back to the Extended Bench Podcast. We're here for the last in our series of salary cap preview podcasts where we've been covering off on the defensive line, the midfield and also now we're going to be taking a look at the forward line from the perspective of players that you will want to maybe have in your side to start the year, players that you should be earmarking for the Marsh series, um, the preseason competition, which, again, thanks to the magic of radio editing, is happening right now. <laughs> um, so we are... Yeah, these are the players that you'll probably want to have to start your year. Some some of the guys that you should really be looking at. Yeah. Um, now, we'll be covering off the premiums, the mid-prices, the rookies, and also looking at some guys that you definitely don't want to have in your team to start the year. Yep. Um, so, we'll just dive, dive we'll in straight, dive straight away, into it. And straight off the cuff, wow. Just, oh, There geez. is so little here from either the premium or the rookie perspective. The forward line is all mid-prices. It's horrifyingly bad. It's It's so bad. Apart from the obvious couple up top. Yeah. I really struggled to find premiums to talk about. No, I was was really struggling to find guys that I could absolutely sit there and go, yes, they are guys that I absolutely want in my team. We will jump straight in with with those two that we did find. Whitfield? Yes, of course. You have to have Whitfield. 57.5% of teams agree with us. And at 844k, averaging 114 last year. He's not going to go that big again. No, he won't. He'll drop a a bit. As a forward, he's going to do very well still. He's still going to be the number one forward. Gun. Um, another one is probably Dusty. It's, I think you have to, yeah. He's yeah. the clear second highest averaging, uh, or I think he'll be the second highest averaging forward this year. Yep, agreed. 721k, average 97 last year, which was a little bit down by yeah. his standards. Yeah. He can probably, he can do better, we yeah. know that. 40% owned. He went 100 plus 10 times last year, 125 times. Yeah. Um... Very, very I mean, he, interesting like said, player. It's, he, all, it's all dependent on role. If he's stuck up in the forward line, obviously he's not going to score as well. But yeah. in games where it's a little bit closer, they'll need to put him around the pill. Yes. So And he's always a chance to kick a bag up forward as well. So, he is. So um, he could still go five goals, you know, even if he is stuck up there. Yeah, I think those two are the obvious two. They'll be, as it stands, they're one and two to finish the year unless someone like a danger gets... Just forward, forward status. status, like out of nowhere, which again can happen, but you yeah. can't plan for that at the start of the year. No. You can't. Um, like we, we didn't get a chance to talk about Dangerfield much in the midfield uh, podcasts uh, we did last, but you wouldn't be bringing him in at the start of the year thinking Expecting. he might get forward status. That's yeah. not the way to play. I think there's a very real chance considering how many midfielders they've got. Um, to play and the young ones they want to play through but like you said you can't plan for it yeah absolutely um, so so Dusty's my clear second agreed um, and there's a top three for me here there's a clear top three in my opinion mm-hmm. while it is staggered so Lockie Whitfield is the best Dustin yep. Martin is the second yep. I think Devin Martin uh, Devin Martin Devin Smith um, yeah, he fits comfortably into the top three for me and he'll be the third highest averaging forward yep I, um, I agree with you there he'll get enough midfield time um, he scored very well uh, the year before he was injured last in 2019. Yeah. Um, and he's just such a good tackler as well. So he always makes up points with a few of those hugs here and there. Yeah, I keep forgetting about him just because he's... Um, was, he, he, he was out he, last year. Out of you know, sight, out of mind Exactly. Um, he's just one of those players that I think is a set and forget for me. And he's much cheaper, obviously, um, than Lockie Whitfield. He's 720k. So you could, I mean, if you didn't want to start Lockie this year, which I would still recommend, but if you wanted to save a bit of coin and 
Mm -hmm. Uh, your argument could be that he might not average as much he'll lose some cash to start the year and you can bring him in after four or five rounds Um, you could still start the year with Dusty Martin and Devin Smith and say they're going to average very healthily for me yeah I I don't mind it my one concern with Devin Smith which has always been my concern with him is his durability Mm -hmm. so obviously 2018 he 106.6 average and played 22 games but The two years prior to that, he played 16 and 12 games, and obviously last year he only played seven. So yeah. there's always that danger that he will miss significant time it could be each a lot of, season. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, you, you can't, you've got to keep it in the back of your mind. You've yeah. definitely got to keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, you can't plan for an injury. No. Um, but there are certain players you have to be aware of that. Like we mentioned with Tom Rockcliffe last week. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I mean, know. having said that, the obvious parallel for me this year is Brad Crouch, who last mm-hmm. year I was way off all preseason because he always gets injured. And then at the last minute brought him in. And thanks he played to, all... Thanks to my argument. Thank yes, you very thanks much. thanks to you. Um, and he played all 22 games. He did. So, and he was a gun for those 22 yeah, games. So, I mean, that's the obvious parallel here if it pans out for Smith. Because yeah, so, like you said, he is underpriced. So again, I think it's those top three for me. And, and I'm quite happy. I've got those all three of them locked into my starting oh, side. Nice. So I've got nice. three of those guys and I've just said, yep. Done. Done yeah, and dusted. I think I might have two of them. Um, so, um, the other guy, other premiums that you want I'll really... add one more guy in, yep. which you don't know what that role is going to mm-hmm. be. So, it is a bit of a speculative pick. And it's hard to say for Walters, he's a cup, because yeah, you don't... He could, it, I don't think that They'll... it matters where he's played in the Marsh series, because it, it could change at any point in time. Yeah, it's just at, yeah, at 694k... Average 93.5 last year. You'd mm-hmm. have to think that's probably around the mark again this year. So yep. there's not a lot of value there. But it's more a case of if you don't want to spend big for one of those other guys, but you want to get someone that you think is a pretty good chance to finish top six. Agreed. He's in the conversation. Yep. And while they're not quite in my duds category, I'm just not as keen to start the year with someone like Isaac Heaney. Because, um, mm. again, it's just... he's proven to be a very good footballer so far, but he hasn't taken that step into fantasy stardom yet. No, we've Um, all been expecting and waiting for it, but it just hasn't happened. I mean, two years ago, we had the joke of him always being in the Heaney zone of 90 to 95 points every game. And he averaged last year... Dead dead on 90. 90. So he was in the Heaney zone last year. year. Yeah, and and he hasn't broken out of that either. Um, Toby Green is another one who... Again, while he's not a dud, um, I just don't want to start with him because I don't. I think he'll regress a bit in his scoring with uh, with the just sheer amount of GWS midfielders. Yeah, so he averaged ninety eight point four last year, but five of his last six games were hundred plus. Those massive and midfield that games. Sixth one was ninety nine points. Yeah, but prior to those last six games, he only cracked the ton twice. Yeah. I Plus, just, there's always the chance that, uh, much like Sicily, he's going to punch someone in any given week. So, <laughs> or kick someone. Or kick someone. Week. So, <laughs> both of those guys are actually in my avoid category for Interesting, for this yeah. Year. That's, that's just okay. because I don't see there being value there, and I'm happy to start with... And this is more a question of structure for me. Yep. I'm happy to spend up for one or two primos, and then go maybe even just one primo in the forward line, and mm-hmm. then go heavy on the mid-prices, because there's not a lot of standout guys either at um, premium or rookie. So you can't really go guns and rooks in the forward line, in my opinion. Yeah, happy with that. So um, so that's sort of the premiums I would be looking at. They're the top end, um, and it is yep. a clear top end at the moment. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about some of the mid-prices. There's a few options here. This is where it gets interesting. Mm. 
but for me, they're all guys that have got upside and they've got value, but there's very little guarantee they're actually going to deliver on that value. Absolutely. If that makes sense. Yeah. So um, there's a real roll of the dice for a lot of these guys. Yeah. So who are, who's the, one of the guys that you've been looking at as a mid-price? Uh, Greenwood's the guy, the obvious guy, mm-hmm. at 581k. Averaged 78.3 last year from some limited midfield opportunities. Yep. Can play inside mid, tackles a lot, forward, loves to kick a goal. 13% owned. I think there's the role in the inside mid for him at Gold mm-hmm. Coast. Um, and I think he's probably best 22 to start the year. So I think there's he's probably the safest mid-pricer for yes. me. If he's best 22, I've got him as a locket by T because mm-hmm. he is a very good scorer when he's played in the right role and he should be at Gold Coast. They need that big bullocking body that can really compete. I, they went after him for a reason. They did. Um, all right, who and, have you got? All right, so one of the guys that I've got as a mid-pricer and this is a... Um, it's a massive, massive preseason hype player, and that's Jordan Dawson from um, yeah. from Sydney. So, not to be confused with the Dawson from Gold Coast. Um, <laughs> so, the uh, Dawson from Sydney. Look, there's a lot of positives to what he can do when he's played off of that half back flank. He racks up the ball. He's a good distributor. They want to get it into his hands. Um, he's uh, classified as a forward defender this year. The so, most beautiful of DPPs. Oh, he's got that awesome flexibility. It's absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's not like you can regularly switch him with someone else as a forward defender. It's just that little extra um, lever you can pull during the buy rounds. Or, or during trades, for example. If or you're that, trading yeah. out a defender, there's a True. great forward to look out for. Uh, you want to bring that forward in. You can trade that defender out, bring Dawson into the defensive line, and you can bring in a forward. Yep. And at 614k, a little bit of an awkward price, mm-hmm. but I think... Um, he's probably also a very safe uh, forward mid-pricer you can look at. I would be very happy having him in my team. Um, yeah. The, I think there's better options. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, it's uh, more for me... Um, risk-reward. Yeah, there's a lot of risk-reward to Jordan Dawson. Yeah. Um, so, And it, it is a, a good one to watch in the Marsh series because if they're rolling him more through a wing position... He doesn't score quite as much on the wing as he does on halfback. He's very Jake Lloyd in his um, his yeah. ability to just rack Seagulling. up those cheap plus six seagull sort of possessions. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Jordan Dawson, very good option if he's played in that halfback role. Excellent. Um, my next guy is Ebert from ah, Port. Okay, okay. Yes. I have him in my do not touch. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So for me. I don't think he's a guy I'm going to keep for long, mm-hmm. but at 594,000, averaging 80 last year off only 11 games, injury affected. Yep. Of those 11 games, he did go four tons, mm-hmm. and the previous years, he'd gone 89, 103, and 85, with wines out to start the year, and the word out of port, Ken reckons that he's going to play him in the midfield. For me, he's a guy you start the year with, make some quick cash and once it looks like the role might be changing or if it's not working out you cut him out boot him boot him immediately he's a quick cash grab for me and if it is working he could be the bulk of this year okay I think you might have sold me almost on that not not quite sold me I don't think I'll be (laughs) starting him but you've probably moved him away from my dad's column because I'll take that I was really against it because and again you brought up the wines thing so the role has opened up Uh, prior to that I think they were looking to play him as a forward. So as a genuine forward option. And there's just... The scoring is, you know, it's non-existent um, in that sort of role. I looked at his scores and, I mean, I said of those 11 games, and he was playing forward pretty much all of them. He still did get four tons, but the variance was 
wow, there was like, <laughs> it would be like 100 one week and then mid-60s the next week. Yeah. It was all over the place. And that's not what you're after. If no. you're if you're classifying someone more as a, a mid-pricer, you want a little bit more consistent. Someone that you, yeah. you, you're, you're quite positive will go up in price. Absolutely. You, because yeah. they're not someone you're going to finish the year with, these mid-pricers. Absolutely. Um, Who you got? All right, so another one just to quickly talk about and more of an underpriced premium, I would suggest. Uh, Jack Stephen. Yeah, I've got him as well. Jack Stephen. What do you think? I, mean, I am very, very interested. Yeah. And in drafts as well. Playing, if he's playing round one, mm. um, and if he's fit... That's the question super mark. Super interested. Because, and the other... So, again, injury... And, and this is the, the same concerns or the same checkboxes you would want to tick off with any player. It's um, the health. Health role. Um, role. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, um, just, yeah, the... Uh, uh, when, when you say role, we're talking about whether or not he's playing in the midfield yeah. or whether he's played as a small forward um, kicking those sausage rolls like he was at the yeah, end of I last year. I think they brought him in to play midfield. The question is, because he missed a lot of last year with uh, injury and with health issues mm-hmm. and fitness, uh, mental health as well. Obviously, we all know what he's gone through. Mm-hmm. So if he's fit, and all accounts were he was fit up until he did a slight calf, which he's recovering from at the moment, if he's fit to start the year, his last three years prior to the 76 average of 2019... Which is an aberration. Which was an aberration. The last three prior to that were 97, 94, and 104. So there is a lot of value there. Mm-hmm. So you could quite comfortably sort of bank him maybe at a 90, if he, even like on the lower end. Yeah, which is a 16 14-point increase yeah. on his average from last year. Mm-hmm. So there's money to be made there. The there quest, Like you said, the question marks are fitness and role mm-hmm. and I think I'm confident in the role and I was confident in the fitness up until he did his calf a few weeks ago <laughs> we'll, we'll, again a wait and see there so we'll, if he's playing in round one very interested to see as long as that role is there that midfield position because if he's playing as a small forward don't want anything to do with him yep agreed um, so another one that I just quickly want to bring up hmm. very very cheap um and and uh, the, that's the only reason I bring him up because he had massive injury concerns. Mm-hmm. John Patton. Oh. After the after the intra club, and I know I'm How getting I'm he? getting the preseason hype. So John Patton is. Let me look at it because yeah, um, you're buying into so much preseason. That's a hype, lot, yeah. and and there you know all the talk like he was a monster. He was you know bullocking. No one could stop him in the forward line. Yeah, he's built like a unit. He he's is huge. He his is, knees can't carry his weight. He is a ruck forward. Three hundred sixty six thousand. That is cheap. It is cheap. That is but... genuine. Almost, yeah, that is almost a overpriced rookie rather than a true mid-pricer. That's true. Very cheap. Um, uh, he's obviously, he's missed all of last year pretty much. Um, he's missed a lot with those ACLs. Is he cheap enough to say you can bring him in if he's playing round one and because he's so cheap, he's going to make cash if he plays mm-hmm. and if he injures himself four weeks in, he's made enough cash to have you know, justified you bringing him in. So I will see your pattern and raise you Chase Jones for 318k. Mm. I would rather have Jones. Rather have Jones? Yes, would I? Oh, that's tough. And you can do exactly the same thing with Jones, but because he's not a key position player, he's probably going to get more ball. Yes. Unless he plays small forward, but I don't think he will. And the only other thing there is... Uh, best 22 yes or no 
Jones? Abs- like Locke best 22? Because Patton is. so, And yes. that's, that's probably the difference. So I think Patton's got the injury issue. Um, with Chase Jones, I'm still not sold that he's best 22. He will be. But is he, this is this the year that he he guaranteed every single game he can play, or is he mate, still? He won the time trial. <laughs> that means everything. That means everything. No, the time I, trial. I think that he is what they need. That they Adelaide need youth. I think I think he's best twenty two to start yeah. the year. Is the hero they deserve, but not the one they need right now? Is that what you're saying? Something like that. <laughs> or he, maybe the other way around. He's the hero they've got right now, not the one they deserve or need. Um, so look, I, he. Uh, yeah, geez, that's a tough one. I would probably also lean towards Chase Jones. I need to do a little bit more. If Patton's playing round one and he's, he's that an cheap, it's a legitimate he's option. option. Here's a question. Would you roll with both? Well, I could very well roll given with both, Given the, yeah. the very average forward rookies we have to yeah. play with And especially year. given the fact that one guy that I had penciled in like as soon as Fantasy opened was um, uh, oh the um, uh, Cockatoo. Nakia ah, Cockatoo. Yes. He was 255k and... By all accounts, was having a flying. was having a decent preseason. No was looking intended. back at yeah, exactly. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> you know that was uh, that was times I cracked myself up. Yeah, but that was by far the worst pun that's ever been on this podcast. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's been some shit ones know, over been, the years. Neither of us are particularly good at him. So, um, so and and Cockatoo, yes, he was flying. However, uh, look, I don't think. Uh, given the hamstring issues, he's going to miss time at the start of the year. But he'll be even cheaper next year. Oh, God. It's just awful. So, um, given that he's no longer an option, maybe Ch- you could run with both Chase Jones and John Patton as yeah. slightly higher priced, but much more likely to play and score. Mm. Um, you know, as maybe your F, um, F4 and F5 or F5 and F6 sort of players. Yeah, yeah there's definitely an option. Mm-hmm. All right, I got two more guys to very quickly throw at you because yeah. uh, I know we come on mid prices. We can. Jack Martin for 619k. He's averaged three years in a row, he's averaged 83. Yeah. Um, but that was at Gold Coast. I know Carlton's not a hell of a lot better, but they're not Gold Coast. No. <laughs> do you think. That's <laughs> good observation. Do you think there is enough upside for Jack Martin to be interested? No, not for me. I think that he will up his average a little bit, but not enough. Um, I think he could push 90. I think he could push towards 90, maybe an 88 to 90. I can't... Like, everyone's saying, oh, he's going to be a 95 averaging player. It's like, why? Why do you think that? I think, again, he's going to be an impact player. Yeah, I think Um, he'll push 90. There's a little bit of value there. The other guys with drafts. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I love him for draft this year. The other guys we've already talked about, I probably like more than him, but yep. there is a bit of interest there. Uh, and the final one, you're going to laugh at me for this one, Blake Akers. Oh, not Blakers. Why are you bringing up Blake because Akers? Because he's, oh. he's 501k, <laughs> and he might actually get a decent role at Frio. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, everyone on Frio's list might get a decent role at Frio looking at it. It's Which weird. is the danger. They can't all play midfield, but we're talking like they all can, including yeah. Aish is the other guy who's get, talked about. Bloody Conker, you know. Um, Conker's not getting Ugh, I don't know what Conker's getting at all, but, um, but yeah, yeah. I, I, get, I get the argument I, for Aish. I could they bought him in for a reason. I could see Akers on a wing, yep, um, and increasing his average of sixty-seven point yep. five back up to mid eighties. Yeah, there's a bit of value there. Like I said, though, the other guys we've, we've already talked about have more interest. Interesting, yeah. No, I, I, I don't mind the arguments. I think the guys we talked about initially, like your um, uh, your Dawson's, Greenwoods, those sort of guys, a little bit yep. more safer. But again, they come with a heftier price tag than people like. 
Patton than um, yep. Chase Jones, these sort of guys. Yep, alrighty. So um, we jump into rookies. Yeah, let's get into the rookies. So I think there's an obvious one for me sitting there. He's not going to score incredibly well, but he's going to play every single game that he can, mm-hmm. and he's going to make you a little bit of cash slowly in the background on your bench. We're talking Rankin? Rankin. Yeah. Uh, 170k, you just have to do it. You have to. 50, 50.6% owned as well, so every, people are onto him. He's probably the most obvious. Yep. We'll rookie. move on. Yep, alright. Uh, Ned Flanders. <laughs> or whatever his real name Stupid, is. Stupid, sexy Flanders. He's got... So, I'm torn <clears throat> between Flanders, um, between the diddly and the doodly, because you've got... Uh, <laughs> he's, he's a, he was a very good underage scorer. <clears throat> yes. Um, the only question is they bought so many good mm. young mids in. I mean, we've, we hadn't talked about uh, Jeremy Sharp in the last podcast, who should come in and play a wing role. Uh, yeah. We did talk about Noah Anderson and Matty Rowell. Yeah. They've already got David Swallow. They've got Fiorini. They've got Powell. They've got a lot of these style of players. Yeah. Swallow, did you mention Swallow? So, yes, Swallow, Took yeah. Miller. Yeah, Took Miller. I didn't mention Took Miller. He's a, a, a good, solid midfielder. So they've yeah. got a lot of those sort of style of players. I think he actually Not... does play forward to start the year. Yeah, to, okay. to start his career. Yeah. I can see him playing as like a classy small forward or half forward flank to start yeah. his career. Interesting. Um, 250k, do you want to pay that much for Don't mind that it. role? You might not have many options given the forward rookies yeah. we have to start yeah. with. I, I don't mind it, honestly. They they really love the fact that they could jump up the order and take they this guy. They did trade and up I to get it, him. I thought it was an awesome trade by yeah. the guy. Was it I pick thought... 11? No, uh, yeah, so I think they took him at pick 11 or 12 or something, but they traded like pick 20 and like 12 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, no, they smashed that exactly one. Um, 25% owned as well, so a lot of people on board. Yeah, so I'm 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 a fan of his. Uh, if he's playing round one, you can count me in. Tick, yep. tick, tick, tick. Right, we've already talked about Chase Jones. We have. Um, um, an interesting one. I mean, obviously, he he's a bit of a breakout player this preseason. Mitch Georgiatis, um, yes. the, uh, the young power player. Um, by all reports from Ken Hinckley, he's playing round one. Yep. So, and if, again, with these rookies, and uh, if the coach mm. really likes them, if there's been a lot of talk about them, it's not yep. just a last-minute bring-in, yep. those are the sort of guys that you want to bring in if they're playing round yes. one. And say what you say what you will about Hinckley, he's generally pretty straight up with the media about team selection. He is, yeah. Um, he doesn't, he, he doesn't, you know... He doesn't um, play games generally. Yeah, he doesn't play games, he doesn't make shit up. He, um, yeah, we may not like the decisions he makes 100% of the time, but he'll generally tell you about those poor and decisions. And he'll usually tell you early in the week as <laughs> he well. He will. So, um, um, so we, we do have a begrudging respect yes, for we Ken do. Hinckley as we fantasy do. coach. Oh, the last thing you want as a fantasy coach is a actual coach that doesn't give anything away about team selection. Exactly. It's so oh frustrating. Um, um, I will throw another power forward into the mix in Bergman, who yeah. apparently smashed it in the uh, intra-club the other yeah, day. Very, very interesting. Um, and he's 244k. He's a fair way down the um, rankings for me. Yeah. Um, but he's sort of in the conversation. Yeah, uh, 170k player again. Another one that if he's playing, he's in my team. Uh, Sam Sturt. Um, yeah, t- tough, tough to see him getting a spot. Um, what, wait and watch. But downgrade he, option. He might be a downgrade option coming in midway through. There's been a bit of hype. There's been a bit of talk about. He's I mean, ripped. Exactly. He's ripped. <laughs> he's, uh, he's the next Nat Fife. I mean, those those sort of comments are. He was likened to Fife in his game style when he was first. He drafted. was, but those sort of you know, I, I'm not a big fan of those you know like for like. You know, your, your playing style can be vaguely similar, but it's never going to be exactly like another player, particularly a Brownlow medalist like Nat Fife. So again, just for the fact that he is 170k, 
He's he's just someone that you have to consider, and he was an early draft pick as he was, well. Yeah. Um, it's and because he has that ability to play up forward a little bit, he's probably more likely to get a game than someone like a Luke Valente, who I am a big fan of. Uh, yeah, look, I'm I'm interested in him. Uh, if he's if he's named round one, I'll probably put yeah. him in my team. Put yeah. it that way. Exactly. I'm just I'm not convinced he will. Yeah. Um, have you got any any other sort of rookies you want? Yeah, only talk one to? more, and he's the reason why I'm not convinced that Sturt will be in the round one mm-hmm. team, and that's Liam Henry, the nice. young yeah. key forward draft. Oh, key forward, small forward draftee. <laughs> um, he's definitely not a key forward. No. Uh, but at two fifty four k. He was the best small forward in last year's draft. Yep. He is going to get games. He won't score heaps. He's a slow burner on your bench. Uh, I mean, but like, I was really struggling to come up with bench rookies. Yeah, so. it's, it's it's a tough one. It's, it's a lot of waiting and watching for how the uh, Marsh Cup unfolds, seeing yep. who really jumps out and who can grab that round one chance. And again, who also doesn't look like they're a flash in the pan, someone who will, you know come in for one game, two games, and then immediately go out. You want to try and get someone who can almost look like they'll lock away a spot, whether yeah. it's through opportunity, through injury, yep. role changes, those sorts of things. Those are the players that you want in your side round one. Absolutely. Um, already avoiding players. Yeah, players that you don't want in your side round yeah. one. So, I mean, I've already said that two of your guys who um, you mentioned earlier are avoids for me, and that's mm-hmm. Toby Green and Heaney, just because yep. I don't which, see which, the upside. Again, again uh, I, I mentioned I wouldn't be starting with them. I wouldn't yep. call them like avoids for the whole year or duds or anything yeah, like, like that. Uh, there's a good chance if they're top six mid-year, then I'll be looking to try and bring them in. But to yep. start the year, I like to look for value, and mm-hmm. I don't see value with them. Now, and I already brought up one of the players uh, with you earlier, which was um, Ebert, um, who yep. you were keen on. And you did talk me around to that a little bit, so I'm happy to consider him a bit more. Mm. Probably won't end up in my side because there are other options, but it's it's not quite the dud I thought he was to start the year. Yep. Uh, one for me is Patrick Lipinski. Ooh, he was a big hype guy in the last year. And he's still a big hype guy. Um, For me, he's very much a draft player. He absolutely is a draft player. He's someone who can add value because he's probably going to be towards the maybe top 15 averaging forwards, maybe like between 10 and 15. If he does what he did last year again, yeah. Um, Oh, he definitely will, but he won't. Because... (laughs) Uh, Look, again, we talked about it with GWS. We talked about it with Tim Kelly coming into West Coast. Where is Patrick Lipinski getting points from in the Western Bulldogs midfield? Yeah, There's got to be injuries for him to get enough time in there for him to get that. You've got Hunter on the on one wing. You've yeah. got Bontempelli. He's, you've still got to consider McLean coming in off the forward line. Bailey Smith is going to be getting more He's midfield time this building. year. Plus McRae, plus Dunkley, plus the Bont, plus... Uh, Libba and Wallace missed pretty much all of last year. You'd have to, th- with injury, you'd have to think if they are in a position to play, they're probably playing at least one I, of them. I, they'll get some time if they're fit enough to do it. So I just can't. It, it's Toby McLean fantasy wise of last year again. So yeah. Toby McLean last year. I don't think it'll be as bad as McLean. Not not as big of a fall off. You know, I still think he's startable. Uh, in draft, yep. But I don't think he's going to. Oh, he's definitely startable in drafts. I think he'll be because he's shown enough and he's a young enough player. Yeah. He can still adapt. I, just, I don't think there's going to be growth and potentially any growth this year. I, I honestly. So what he averaged last year, eighty six. Do you see him going higher than eighty six? Do you see him going higher than ninety? That I don't would be... see him going higher than ninety. Yeah. I see him hitting ninety as a max. Yeah, ma- ninety is my Unless max for him with an eighty five. Likely, unless there's injuries yes. and he can 
get more mid time. Yeah, but I just can't. I see him being right towards the bottom of the pecking order in terms of those guys we mentioned. Like obviously, you know, the the big names plus guys like Bailey Smith who demands more time. Don't forget Bailey Williams as well. Oh, God, we might uh, have a Bailey watch again this year. I Please let there be a Bailey watch. I can't watch. believe we might have a Bailey watch again this year. I'm so looking forward. I was to that. so disappointed last year. There wasn't <laughs> enough good Baileys for a Bailey. The watch. Baileys were shit. So yeah. it's great to be able to get in and and see a few more Baileys. So that was one. Patrick Lipinski. Yep. Now, this is one that I might get a little bit of lambast for, um, mm-hmm. uh, because he was very good in to pre-season. To be honest, I'm sorry, i got to interrupt you. I think you might get a lambast for using the word lambast. Did I not use that correctly? Is that a poor use of the No, word? I think you used it correctly. I just I think people <laughs> be like, be why are you using this word? Um, hashtag lambast. Um, so, uh, Connor Rosie. Ooh, you will get a lambasting for that one. Connor Rosie is a very good... He's going to be a very good fantasy player. And he is already a very good footballer. Mm. He was very good in the intra-club as well. Which, of course, is a 100% genuine indication of how a player will play during the regular season. Um, we, all, we all know this. Um, but Connor Rosie, I can't see him stepping up enough from his average last year, this year, Hmm. to be either worthy of being in your team as a premium, so being someone you think might be in there at the end, or as someone that will gain enough value to be considered a genuine mid-pricer. He's that weird in-between for me this year. Agreed. My rule of thumb is almost never to pick second-year players in salary cap. I do not like second-year players. Because they are always overpriced after their first year it takes two or three years for their price to even out to a point where I will look at them again he's averaged 73 last year I think he will go with that sort of natural progression and maybe average 80 this year Mm. still very solid as a forward Um, maybe he'll push that towards like an 82, 83 something like that average Um, but it's not quite the increase that I would want as a mid-pricer for me um, Having said that, if he's the the Oliver or the Taranto of this year, very rare to find those. But he is that he could be of that type of player. So yeah. He, yeah, he could make or break a season. He could. Um, you could start with him, and it could be the best choice that you've made as a fantasy coach. But you could pay five hundred and thirty nine k, which is. You know, for it's, a, a middle of the road forward who's not really going to help your team, who's who's chucking out some seventies, seventy fives every now and then. Um, yeah. I. I just, I'm not a big fan of going, um, you know, second year players. I'm just not. Yeah, I, I'm not either. You, they've got to have pretty, something pretty special saying, pick me. Agreed. Um, so, and the, those are really the ones that I wanted to bring up. They're sort of the real avoids for me. Another one on the sort of low end might be a, a Jack Zebel. I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I do not want to start with Jack Zebel, especially considering this new calf injury that he's gotten in the preseason. Um, yeah. yeah, just don't start with him. If I'm honest, I didn't even know he had a new calf injury because <laughs> I paid that much attention to North. Attention to North. Yeah, you should never pay too much attention to North from a fantasy point of view. So, um, but you know, he <laughs> he's not inspiring of confidence. No, absolutely in not. And I think on that note, we're going to leave the podcast there for tonight. So thanks again, everyone, for joining us. It's been an awesome time going through the different defensive midfield and forward lines, plus the rucks a little bit uh, from a salary cap point of view. We will be back with the podcast next week. And next week, we're going to have a focus on one of our favorites, which is Keeper Leagues. Keeper Leagues. We're going to be going through... And rookies. Yeah, absolutely. We love going through the rookies. So if you're looking at doing a top-up draft for your Keeper League... 
we're going to go through and rank some of these guys. Yeah. We're going to go through to be talking about them. Some players that you we think could fall in a keeper league draft. Some players that you want to target, um, and just everything from a keeper league. Oh, point I'm of looking view. forward to this. This is week. going to be good. So make sure to join us then. As always, you can get in touch with us at Extended Bench AU on Twitter. Matt, thanks again for coming in. Anytime. Thank you to everyone for listening. We'll catch you next time. Catch you.